1: Welcome once again to the Michelle Mission Two Men One Podcast. Every black film ever made. I am your host Vincent Williams of It's All Soul Wednesdays from eight to ten p.m. on G Town Radio, and I'm joined
0: as always. Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, A.K.A. the Bat Tribble. And on this stop, we we
1: are are pulling down a film from the shelf that is regardless of what you are about to hear from (laughs) our review it's required viewing I mean it really is like this really is an iconic film Gordon Parks Jr.'s uh, directorial debut 1972's Superfly but before we get into our Superfly Superflow (laughs) <laughs> you have any anything we need to talk about Lynn any business any feedback any
0: well, we do have a very important piece of business okay uh, we want to welcome each and every one of you that are listening to us for the first time on a Monday morning here in philadelphia all right on w k d u ninety one point seven f m how about that hometown yeah, how about that? so we hope you are enjoying enjoying your morning drive with the michelle mission welcome
1: welcome howdy there yeah you you know like we, we should we're supposed to say something like hyper local like you know how on the syndicated shows someone will say something hyper local to let them know that like we real dudes that we're actually that like we're actual dudes so like i would say hey you know drexel welcome we're as good as that second halal truck on 36 across from the library
0: Oh, that is hyper low. Oh,
1: yeah. Not that first one, which is kind of sketchy. But the second one. Actually, don't know. I've never eaten there. But the second one <laughs> so is. So,
0: they, they both look sketchy to
1: you. No, 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 no. The second one is the truth. I actually ate there today. Oh, okay. Yeah, the second there is. The second, we're, we're as bona fide as the second halal truck. What did you have at said halal? Oh, chicken over rice. Okay. Chicken over rice with the white sauce. And then do say, hey, you don't want any of the, the red sauce? Because he wants a punky. And make you, you know, had a hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I'll say, okay, well, maybe a little. But then they always put too much. Exactly. Like, so then I say, no, just the white sauce. And then he'll laugh. And I'll just have to take it.
0: You don't need that. You didn't need that red sauce today because here in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, it was like, it was in, was it 90? It's It's ridiculous yeah it's, it's it's ridiculous degrees it is it's insane yeah it's insane uh now i don't know what the temperature is the monday that they're hearing this right because we recorded this the, <laughs> right. the, week, of, right. the week prior
1: but it's um, like mookies walking
0: down the street delivering pizzas now people in philadelphia are not going to like that because that's a new york reference and people in philadelphia do not like new york okay what's a hot movie
1: that was filmed in philadelphia
0: a hot movie, like like
1: like it was the temperature like where it hot. Was
0: hot when they filmed it.
1: Yeah, I can't think of one. Uh
0: I think it was the Sixth Sense. No, that was that was fall. Yeah, I was about on the to park. say there were leaves. On yeah, the M
1: Night park. Shyamalan doesn't really do. Yeah, he does fall summertime. Yeah,
0: and Rocky always does.
1: It almost winter.
0: Yeah, because he's got to have on his leather jacket. Right. Right. So I can't think of any, well, well, well. You know. I hate to say it, but State Property was filmed. State Property (laughs) was filmed in the summer. (laughs) That's right. It's so hot outside. I saw Beanie
1: Siegel wandering around and muttering something about taking over the game.
0: You know, (laughs) it would really have to be hot if you saw Beanie Siegel wandering around on the streets of Philly. He hasn't wandered on the streets of Philly for quite some time. Yes, yes. Yes. But anyway. Anywho. So welcome. Welcome. WKD. Thank
1: you for joining us.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, we will be coming your way every Monday morning and hope that you enjoy the mission with us. We'd like to start off all of our shows getting into the feedback that we get from all of our listeners. We got an email. You can email us at showmission at gmail.com uh, just as Sherry D. Hey, what's up, Sherry? Who, in response to our most recent episode where we reviewed 2001's Lyft, Yes. Aaron Kerry Washington Sherry D said that the lift episode was great it was a thank great you but she also advised that uh, last week I was searching for a courtroom drama on Amazon Prime who goes searching for a courtroom drama Sherry D apparently and found 1963's Free White and 21 okay directed by Larry Buchanan she researched and found that he brought us such gems as Mars Need Women. A classic. Zontar. Don't
1: the remember The Thing Zontar. from Venus. Oh.
0: And Curse of the Swamp Creature.
1: I actually saw Curse of the Swamp Creature. You did? Yeah. In 3D? Not in 3D. In regular TVD.
0: Oh. Uh, I think I saw it in panoramic vision.
1: Right, right. I went through a period I liked those kind of creature from the Black Lagoony type movies.
0: You went through it a period?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I would What's look. Is that called childhood? Childhood, right, right. Well, you know, there's some things you mess with, some things
0: you don't. Free White in 21 is about a black hotel owner. Okay. Who's accused of raping Uh-oh. a white freedom rider. Oh, my from goodness. Sweden.
1: That is terrible.
0: It's the classic he said, she said that could be deadly in 1963, Texas. <laughs> it's actually not a bad courtroom drama, not precisely a great movie. All the action takes place in the courtroom, except for the flashbacks that accompany the testimony of the accused played by uh, Frederick O'Neill. Okay. Anna LaCosta. Also, before the verdict was revealed, goers were given paper ballots oh. and three minutes to write down their own verdict. Oh my goodness. A clock then appears on the screen. An announcer gives instructions. A nice touch. I wonder what kind of discussions those 1963 audiences had during those three minutes.
1: Well, I think it depends on the neighborhood it was played.
0: Point. Anyway, maybe you can cover this film at some point. Because of the subject matter, I'm assuming we can consider it a black film as it deals with racial race relations during the civil rights era. Okay. It's based on a true story, and I read that the real accused worked with um, the director, Larry Buchanan, on this film. By the way, two years later, Buchanan would make another movie called High Yellow, a film about passing.
1: Oh, one of our, one of my favorite subjects
0: that we've talked about. Okay, very nice we'll have to look up this film, yeah. Free, White and 21 from 1963. Yeah. You know, I was actually because, you know, people new to the mission, our mission here on the Michelle Mission is to literally watch every black film ever made. Yes. And the definition of black film is one of the things that we bring to the table with whatever film we or our guests um bring to uh bring up on that episode. And I was sitting I was wondering in thinking about where I was, I was going to go over the next couple of months with films, mm-hmm. knowing that I, you know we need to, I needed to dip back back in time a little bit. Yes. Uh, what sixties films I would pull that weren't Sydney Poitier films? Right. You know they would almost all. I would assume the bulk of them would have to be. Independent films
1: or or we have we were just talking about this last week uh, when we were taping some episodes. We have not dipped into Sammy Davis jr at all
0: yeah, but what well I guess the sixties were were the sixties really his heyday absolutely
1: film? Guess, maybe I late fifties yeah, but but it, certainly, certainly you know like yeah. like the man with the golden um
0: no the man called Adam the man, man called adam the man with a golden gun that's frank sinatra
1: no 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 right right that was frank sinatra yeah i'm pretty sure those are early
0: 60s okay yeah i guess they would have to be because that was the yeah. of day of the uh, mm-hmm. of frank and uh the rat Pack. culture kings is a podcast on the how stuff works network hosted by comedians jacques neal and edgar monplacier No. What's the best way to eat a taco? That's with your
1: hands. With your hands, also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer, right? So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce.
0: I know that. Yeah, because I mean, not saying that you know all those films will be black films. Because certainly, Ocean's Eleven.
1: No 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 I mean the, the, I know what you're saying. right the one or two that star that star Sammy. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. so
0: so I think I think over the next few months I'm going to try and get more into okay. the 60s
1: I look forward to that
0: cuz we know where you're going
1: <laughs> not there <laughs> well that's why it's two of us picking movies yes otherwise it'd be next week the return of Superfly the week after that more superfly. No, superfly TNT. Superfly TNT.
0: Aaron Fry wrote us. Hey, what's up, Aaron? With two questions. Okay. Question number one. All right. Can we please, please, please do a binge lounge on the underappreciated actor Keith David. The brother's been around for a few date for a few decades and still Still has
1: the chops. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Greenleaf. I'm a fan of Greenleaf right now, and it's half because of Keith David. I would say it would be mostly because of Keith. Oh, no. You know I love my girl so much that I just forgot her name.
0: Oh, um, is it Lynn Whitfield? Lynn Whitfield. Lynn Whitfield's in there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his second question is, did you ever see Don King only in America with Ving I absolutely on Some breakfast?
1: I absolutely, I absolutely did. I absolutely did. It's my favorite scene in almost everything. He goes in the bathroom with Buster Lewis and he goes in the bathroom. He washes his hands. He, t- he uses the bathroom and then he goes to shake Buster Lewis's hand and Buster Lewis says, aren't you going to shake your hand? And he says, I wash my hands before I touch my blank. And it's hilarious because it tells – and it's such a great character moment because it tells you everything you need to know about Don King and the way they're characterizing him.
0: Now, wasn't that a – was that an HBO movie? I think it was an HBO movie. And – okay. I've never seen it. Yeah. But is it supposed to – first of all, I believe it's the life story of Don King. Yes, it is. Right? Is it supposed to be serious or is it supposed to be kind of like a black comedy? I think it's supposed to be serious but I think Don
1: King is such an over the top personality mm-hmm. that even when you play it straight it it has a large element of comedy to it. Really? Yeah, but I think he's playing it straight. It's just Don King.
0: Well, it's Ving Rames as Don King. Yes. How does Ving Rames do? He does great. You just won. I enjoyed it. Well, I've never seen it. All right. And thankfully, because it's an HBO film.
1: We probably won't talk about it. You don't have to see it. It's not a great movie, but you know. If it's on. (laughs) If it's on what? I don't know.
0: (laughs) You're skipping. Let's be honest. You're skipping. You're not watching Don King.
1: It was during that period I used to watch all of those black movies that would come on HBO was that period was a black movie on HBO like every 3 months. It was like Soul of the Game with Delroy Lindo. It was they 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 did a um they did like an a, an adaptation of a Gathering of Men with Don Cheadle. Mm. Uh you know we we talked we've talked before about dancing in September with Isaiah Washington. Like, it was like a black movie ever. You know, they did Always Outnumbered, Always Outgunned with uh, with Lawrence Fishburne. Like, they were actually really solid productions and it was like every three or four months they would play one and then they stopped. So, yeah, I watched it. It was on.
0: Don't remember those days, but yeah. I'll take your word for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Also, um, for those new to the mission, you can have fun by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Mission. You can also uh, join our Facebook group, Michelle Mission, where our fans have a grand old time posting and letting us know about stuff, asking us questions such as uh, Christopher R. Goodnight.
1: Hey, Chris.
0: Who asked us a question. Will night school be better or worse than Soul Plane? I'm going to say better. Better, sight unseen. Because night school—that's that's the out. Tiffany Haddish,
1: Kevin yeah. Hart movie that's coming right.
0: out. So you think it's going to be better? Yes, I think so too. I could be wrong. We did a a binge lounge on the Indie Wires list of the top 25 black films of the, la- of the 21st century. Yes. Sabria Hafiz. Hey, noticed. Sabria. I just listened to The Binge Lounge about the top 25 movies. Some thoughts. I saw Tangerine. It's a cool movie. I have an affection for it. But I don't know if it should have made the list or if it's even a black film. I mean, one of the co-leads is black, but that's it. I need to see Pariah in the Middle of Nowhere based on so much good word of mouth. Yes. I actually looked up Pariah today just to make sure that it is still on um, Netflix and it is still available on Netflix. Excellent. Now, it may be leaving in July, so if you are within the sound of my voice, go ahead and watch it. Go watch Pariah on Netflix. It is Len's favorite Movie, yes, it is of the last 10 years, yeah, absolute like gem.
1: It's a great movie,
0: gem of a film. Uh, let's see, Markham Lee, what's up, Markham? Watching Get Out for yes. the first time, oh boy, it's unbearably familiar and awkward. Yes, also, his first mistake was dating someone under 50 who drives a Mercury. <laughs> second was not having a license so they could take his car yeah
1: yeah 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 i agree i i'm not i'm not going to judge the car that the woman was driving but but you know how i feel about him going up there in the woods in her car
0: yeah we know how you feel
1: so you know
0: you've told people well you haven't told them the WKDU audience i think
1: that that, that was a bad mistake going up in the woods with them
0: they were like three months into their relationship.
1: Um. Yes, three months in their relationship. Three months into their relationship, we, you go meet the parents. You meet the parents, but but if I'm going up in the woods, first of all, I'm not going up in the woods. <laughs> Second of all, if you that fine, which she wasn't, but let's say you were. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yes, and I beholded that beauty. I'm driving my own car.
0: Three months in, you go meet the parents. Yes. You have a nice house out in the woods Uh, by a lake. Nope. You go and you have a good time.
1: We meet at, I would say meet at Starbucks, but if I'm there two minutes before them, I might get arrested.
0: Anyway. We meet at Saxby's. Steve Tozen. What's up, Steve? Hit us up. Well, more to the point, he hit you up, Vince. Uh Uh-oh. And said, hey, Vince. Hey. I think the makers of Incredibles 2 yeah (laughs) about your trepidation regarding frozone's wife yeah for those new to this the um there was some controversy a little controversy because in incredibles 2 which just made 195 billion dollars over this opening weekend yes they returned to the joke of frozone the character the black superhero voiced by samuel jackson um and a joke between him and his wife, who was once again a disembodied voice. Exactly. In the movie, even though they went into the film thinking that they would, you would finally see her and ultimately deciding on just keeping with the same joke. Right. Which Vince and some people had a problem with. Right. He says that he believes the makers of Incredible 2 heard about your trepidation. Well, I think, I think what, did you see it? I've seen the movie. Yes. Okay. I, I think
1: what we were referring to, because what uh, Brad Bird and his team said was that they were going to reuse the design. And and they didn't end up using it for honey. Right. And, you know, part of the... Part of the eh-ness that a few people had is, is just sort of this disembodied black voice, right. black female voice. right, and, and, you know, what we said was, oh, well, they're going to reuse it. And then I said, well, you know, maybe they'll use it for a black woman. I don't know. And it's just the image. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, frankly, <laughs> dude, a post-Black Panther world, the bar has been raised. Fair enough. You know, as far as representation. Right. As far as... And I think, you know, while certainly there, there were an array... Of different body types, different colors, including black women. Like I think I saw two black women superheroes. There were none of them had speaking roles, but frankly, nobody had a speaking role. Like I think that you know, if if you look at at the Incredibles, you know, outside of the family, Frozone has a speaking role. You know, the one woman who kind of looked up to Elastic Girl had you know you know like that was a speaking. She had a speaking role, and then you know the little crew. Kind of had a line each almost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know, I give it a and then the villains, and then right, the villains. Are, oh, the, no, there right, right, right. There. So, you know, I, I get a B minus representation, the representation, really, yeah, B be minus because if you look at the first Incredibles, it's actually blinding whiteness,
0: yes, outside of Frozen. yeah, so, outside, yeah. So they definitely, you know, stepped up,
1: right. And I suspect that it was in production so long. That, frankly, they're trying to catch up with kind of this new world.
0: Well, I don't know about that because it actually was only in production for like two and a
1: half years. I mean, right. But that's That's not so long. I mean, that's pre Black Panther. Okay. Like, I really do think we're in a post Black Panther world. Okay. Honestly.
0: Fair enough. Did you enjoy the film?
1: Oh, I enjoyed the film. So you gave it
0: a B plus for representation. I gave
1: it a B minus.
0: B- for, for representation. representation. Like, oh, what do you give the film?
1: Oh, I give the film a solid A. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but it, but you know, unfortunately, it is the sequel to one of the greatest animated films ever made. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't as good as the first one, but my God, the first one was The Incredibles. See,
0: see you say that. I think that probably is as good as the first one mm-hmm. but no one will see it as such because the first one was such a big surprise because what you have to remember the first the first Incredibles came out almost 15 years ago yeah I mean that was before the Marvel movies yes because it was before the first Iron Man yes so the only real super it was before the it was before The Chris Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. So the only real superhero films that we had to go on were the older Superman, Batman films from the 70s and 80s. Right. And then in and around that same time, you had the X-Men films and the first Spider-Man. Right. So when the Incredibles hit, the whole superhero genre was still being built. That's why, to me, The Incredibles still resonates with so everybody so much. I actually think that Incredibles two probably is just as fun of a movie.
1: I don't think it's as coherent a storyline. Not coherent as in it doesn't make sense. It's not as linear. Well, no, it's like not. it's not as linear. Like they, well, no, I think like it they is. actually split the family up more. Yeah, I know. I liked it. Yeah. I, oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I just didn't like it as much as the first one.
0: Well, I liked it as much as the first one. And also, I think, especially in today's society, um, for this film to be picking up right, literally, right when the first one left off. Right. And to be set in this quasi-futuristic 50s, early 60s type of world that they are. Mm -hmm. It is a very timely film. Right, with today's you know Me Too movement and all of and all of that, and the voice actors, I, I I I have always I have had a soft spot in my heart for Holly Hunter. Oh, I can't think of Vince. You know the movie? I
1: actually don't. I'm, I know the movie. It's I'm,
0: Broadcast News. There you go. It's Holly Hunter, William Hurt, and
1: um, I was going to say Lethal Weapon
0: too. So anyway. Has signaled to me that it is time to move on. <laughs> and move on, we shall, ladies move on, and gentlemen, we shall. into our review of 1972's Superfly. This dude is bad,
1: and he ain't just fly, he's superfly. Yeah, superfly when it comes to women. They come to him, but it's still not enough. He wants a big score, a million in cash. Yeah, the big one. This is a chance, and I want to take it now. Before I have to kill somebody. Before somebody ices me.
0: What kind of money are we talking about? Uh,
1: Not much. I want his out working. I took all this chance for nothing, and I go back to being nothing, working some jive job, job for chump change day after day, look, if that's all I'm supposed to do, then they are gonna have to kill me, cause that ain't enough.
0: Ain't I clean, bad machine, super cool, super mean, dealing good for the man, super fly, here I stand, secret stash, heavy
1: bread, baddest bitches in the bed, I'm your pusher me.
0: Super fly Harlem dude, lead the system. He's got a plan to stick it
1: to the man. He's super hood, super high, super dude,
0: super fly.
1: Superfly, the directorial debut of Gordon Parks Jr. Covers approximately a year, maybe six months in the life of cocaine dealer Priest as he struggles to get out of the game. Starring Ron O'Neill as the title character and with supporting roles by Carl Lee, Sheila Frazier, the great Julius Harris. The great Julius Harris as Scatter. Uh, This is, again, this is an iconic black film with an even more iconic soundtrack. And this was the choice of Lynn Webb.
0: It has an iconic soundtrack by the irrepressible, immortal Curtis.
1: Curtis Mayfield.
0: Mayfield. Yes, sir. Some would say... His best work—I don't know if it's his best work. It certainly is up there.
1: I, you can—I think you can really make a track by track argument for that
0: timeless tune. Yeah. Pushed oh yeah. Band. Oh. Oh yeah. It 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 doesn't stop. Yeah. With with the soundtrack, Ron O'Neill cuts an imposing figure with his Christ-like hair and. <laughs> Elvis
1: Well Da Vinci's gray. Okay. Okay. <laughs> his Da
0: Vinci's Christ hair. Right. And Elvis mutton chops. Mm-hmm. And his um and his crucifix um implement. <laughs> yes. let let us say.
1: Yes, yes
0: for cocaine. For cocaine. Yes. Which he uses very liberally. Yes. Yes. Throughout this film. However, we are not to believe that he's addicted.
1: No. No, no, no. Not, not at all. not
0: a scene in which he, he does not take two to the he, head real quick.
1: He's just a sophisticate and a man of the world of
0: 1972. He, yes. Um, he is a man who of the fashions of that time is Natalie adorned in High collars, big bell bottoms, and a, an extremely customized Cadillac that so customized that there are there are shutters on his front <laughs> lights, not on a window, but on the front lights there are shutters yes, and it makes for an impressive visual, mm-hmm. On a still picture. Moving in a film, in a motion picture, more to the point, this motion picture, all of that goes in to create 1972's most overrated
1: mm. mess
0: mm. of a film. So much so that I cannot believe that I am coming onto this show because no one would have ever dared that this would happen. That I would come onto this show and tell everyone out there, all of my Michelle missionaries, that 1972's Superfly, directed by Gordon Parks Jr., yes, starring Ron O'Neill, yes. And the irrepressible Julius Harris. Yes. Is woefully inferior to the 2018 Superfly directed by Director X and starring Trevor Jackson and Michael T. Williams. This is madness right now. I only wish it were so. It is not Vince, it is Cole. Hard Facts smacking me in the face. 1972 Superfly, it has a storyline that makes Absolutely (laughs) no sense. Right, right. Not as depicted on the screen. Right. If you were to read the plot in Wikipedia or IMDB, oh, you could follow exactly where it's going. But as what is shown to you on the screen, yes, that priest all of a sudden wants to get out of the life.
1: Get out the life.
0: Why? I don't know. I'm
1: I'm do you know
0: why he wants to get out of
1: the life? does it show a, it on the a film? reason is never actually given. I mean, at one point he does say, I need to stop before I kill somebody, or someone ices me. But okay. No, that's it. That's but, all that I mean, that's it. That's there's, all that happened. There's the one line, yeah. That's the
0: that's the one line.
1: He just wants to get out the game.
0: You don't know what has pushed him to, to utter this line. No. But the same thing was true on Monday or Tuesday of the week before. Right, so right. So what has made him, moved him to, not even at the beginning of this film, yeah. a little bit into this film, to make such a pronouncement? Because as
1: Eddie says, he's not somebody who just rushes into things exactly he must have been thinking about this
0: but do we, do we know how long he's been thinking? no we don't do we know what has led to this thinking we have not we have absolutely no reason no all we know is that he now wants to get out of the game yes so how is he going to get out of the game
1: by selling a lot of cocaine
0: of course
1: that's that's his plan that's his
0: that's the plan
1: like i sell a regular amount of cocaine Yes. So my plan to get out of the game is, is to, to sell,
0: sell more, a lot of cocaine, and then stop. Yes. This makes sense to you, Vince. This no. sounds like a reasonable. Hey, hey, this is your turn. I haven't gone yet. This this makes absolutely. I didn't say it makes sense to and me. And then the plan mm-hmm. is to go to his old connection. Yes. Who has gotten out of the plan? Yeah. Out of the game to ask him, yo, I need to buy three bricks. And then basically guilt him into, sell- into getting the three bricks for him. Yes. In a scene that takes over the entire second third of the film. Because the scene where he is with Scatter, who Mm -hmm. now has some jazz cafe, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a club.
0: It's a club. It's a club. It's a a room because it's it's a club because it's a room and it's got tables. And there's a platform upon which Curtis Mayfield and his band are singing. Which,
1: in his defense, if I could set up a table in here and we could have Curtis Mayfield perform, we got a club too. Right now. So, you know. Okay. Let's not undersell Curtis Mayfield performing.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But they go to the back of this club. Yes. And then for at least 20 minutes. Yes. He is begging this guy to sell him more drugs. Yes. So he could sell more drugs.
1: To get out the game. To get
0: out of the game. Yes. That's not before... We then see some guy running around with a stocking over his face, robbing somebody. Somebody, well, Fat Freddie had to make up the money he owed
1: priest by robbing this guy, who seemed to be some type of Italian mafioso. Who seemed to
0: be? Do you, how do you know this? Because he was
1: very movie Italian. <laughs> so you hey, know. what are you doing? What are you doing over here? But you don't know, right? And then you assume that this is going to pay off at some point later in the film, like like this is you know this is going to come back around, right? It. You're
0: robbing that Italian person, and,
1: and but then it it, it does, doesn't it doesn't it at doesn't all. it doesn't at no? all no no. But no.
0: meanwhile, Freddie is it, he is done away with maybe five minutes later. Yes. Why?
1: Be- because the- he got hit by the car because he was going to get arrested yes, yes. by the police.
0: This movie is a mess. Absolutely. It's an absolute mess. And I know a lot of people, Harold Gordon Parks Jr., mm-hmm. it's not even well directed. It's not well directed at all. There are scenes where people are saying important dialogue, but you can't see them because they're hidden behind somebody else standing right in front of the camera. Absolutely. Now, there are sometimes where you can s- see that there's some, like, uh, uh, there's Like doing, like, quote unquote, guerrilla filming right on the streets of New York. Right. And they basically just took taking a camera out there and they're just gonna film stuff and they're not even letting people know what they're doing. Right. You know, and that's kind of got a little bit of an energy to it. Unfortunately, all of those scenes are intercut by the staged scenes in different locations that either make no sense have dialogue that doesn't connect to one another um that uh, uh featured incredibly incredibly amateurist acting mm-hmm. including Ron O'Neill oh look hey look look well, I know but, but people herald
1: Ron O'Neill because he is no, the super No, no, no. And I think if you really pay attention to look, this look. If I pay attention to what? To to the the super fly criticism. Look, Ron O'Neill, you said it. Ron O'Neill is a very a very sort of um distinctive physical presence. Is that what we're calling it? It's 52? 1972. We're in the midst of Black Is Beautiful. It's like within this whole world of you know people with afros and this. He has this bone straight hair, and and you know you mentioned the 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 um the costuming. Mm-hmm. So like just the image of Ron Neal is very striking.
0: It is very striking. Okay, yes.
1: so you have that. I really like the sequence with the still photography.
0: Which was done by Gordon Parks, Parks Senior, Senior, who it, was a
1: noted photographer. Exactly, and, and and that's what I was about to say. Like, remember, this is Gordon Parks Junior. Mm-hmm. This is a year after Shaft, right? So everybody's sort of looking for the big thing. Let's be very clear. I one hundred percent think that you should see this film. Superfly. Eighty five percent of the reason that you need to see this film is Curtis Mayfield.
0: See, no, I disagree. You don't need to see this for Curtis Mayfield because that's the other problem. The soundtrack of this film is a phenomenal soundtrack. Yes, but all you need to do is is, is just buy listen. It's just by the soundtrack. Is the soundtrack. Because it is not even that's, well it, used
1: in the movie. Oh, I don't think that's true at all.
0: Vince, when the when the when, when the, music,
1: the movie starts and they start playing, um, um, uh. Wild child running, running yeah, wild. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I mean, you actually. Again, I think the music does outside of that one scene, because you got the crane shot coming on on that. I think when I think when
1: you introduce Priest and Push a Man is being played. I think the I think the love scene with Sheila with
0: Sheila. Are you Fraser, out of your mind in that dirty, disgusting bathtub? But give me your love elevates it. No, it doesn't Vince. No, give you a love, makes it makes it even more makes it even more filthy because now you've got good music over these people running around with these dirty suds. Yes. And it, and it, and they don't even look like they're having a good time. It was nothing sexy it's, about it. That it at is all.
1: it is very bubbly and It's not, naked. not
0: no no it's not bubbly. Yeah, It is not that, that bubbly, it's not, it's not, it's not bubbly. cuz I
1: don't think they use bubble bath. No. They,
0: no they, I think they use dish like I was about to say they did that old
1: school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not bubbly. As at all. Hey, look. Look, I'm looking. I am all about this soundtrack. This is a soundtrack, and you just said it. I think that this is... You can buy the soundtrack. No, no, no. no, no. You're right. Movie. You are right, but I do think people talk about Superfly, and frankly, I think part of the reason that people talk about Superfly is as you kind of you sort of um, alluded to. I don't know how many times people have actually watched superfly they haven't like you see the you you see the the clips from it you have this soundtrack so for me and you know frankly I think for people who kind of are interested in this stuff I think it's fascinating to look and kind of dissect this film and say to yourself why is this so iconic why is this a film that if you tell somebody to name 5 black exploitation films mm-hmm. name 5 most times people will start with Shaft mm-hmm. which they should and you know right. we've had this argument before I don't even think we should call Shaft a black exploitation film it's just a detective story with a 20 something year old black guy with an afro mm. then they say Superfly mm-hmm. but let's be clear I absolutely agree with everything you were saying about the quality of this film Ron Neal is, 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 is like a tree. Yes. He has no personality. He has no charisma. No charisma. He is just a striking image, but an image is static. So you see a picture of Ron Neal, you're like, wow, that's a really striking image.
0: And that's why it is iconic. Because when people think, Absolutely. Of, people fly, they they think, think of the think movie of the poster, they think of the movie poster image, they think of like there's a couple of, you know, there's um, been photos of
1: him. Or they think of the beginning with that montage with him driving the car. They see the car. And Pusher Man is being played in the background. Okay. Alright. And that kind of, you know, you get, but as a movie... You're absolutely correct. Like, like if this is basically, this this is is the classic one last hit, one last heist. Then I'm getting out of the game. Like this is a plot that's as old as fiction. But the heist fiction. doesn't
0: even make any sense. But and you they, don't even get a sense of the heist going down. There is now. no,
1: there is no complication. There is no anything. There is maybe the hint of an interesting complication 20 minutes before the film goes off. Goes
0: off, right. Where uh, they get
1: recruited. Right. And then you have Eddie saying, well, it's one thing to not be a part of this, but now we're basically getting promoted. Right. And you think, oh, well, this could be interesting. But then they do nothing with it. No. There's an interesting thing where Eddie says to him, what are you going to do if you leave the game? Mm -hmm. He said, all you know how to do is hustle. You don't have the stomach for pimping, which I said that's that's kind of interesting because you had the whole little thing that at the beginning right? where with Freddie where he said you, you know where he's kind of threatening Freddie, but you get the feeling that. Freddie gets to work for him because he is almost a soft touch,
0: right? Because he, and you 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 allude to it. He threatens Freddie that either you're going to have my money or I'm going to put your wife out on a stroll so that she can make my money. But even when he says it, it you doesn't know? have the teeth of yeah. a real threat. Right. So
1: that is almost the hint of a character, mm-hmm. you know, something you could do with character that's never actually explored. No, it's not. So that, uh, you know, again, as a film,
0: it is nothing. But I will tell you where that is explored. Okay. That's explored in the remake. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm not going to say the remake is a good uh, it's a great film. It's not. I think Trevor Jackson um, is basically Ron O'Neill 2.0. A little He's, strikes a, he's a good actor, though. He strikes Maybe imposing. he's not good in this. He strikes an imposing figure. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think he is maybe a little bit too relaxed or laid back mm-hmm. in the role. I think he, where he is supposed to be coming off as smoldering or intense, I think it, it, it tends to come off as a little bit of like, you know, deer in headlights to me, in my opinion. Um, that being said you know, I I think I I said Ron O'Neill 2.0. I think that's not not doing him justice. I think he's a little better than Ron O'Neill in this.
1: He would have to be.
0: And I think he's a little better because the the remake took the original, realized that there were a whole lot of plot holes and contrivances that made no sense. Right. And really um, rewrote the film so that there actually is one, an uh, a uh plot of a, a plot a definitive inciting incident that makes priest want to get out of the game right um th- there are threats from two different factions coming at him which you know give his game his idea about how to get out of the game offers complications to that so now he's got a like he's got uh different waters that he's got he's got he's got to manage through sure you know um so there is a complexity to the storyline as well there is there are a judicious amount of you know good lines and laughter you know like comedy in there in the in the film there is a villain who 100% feels like a villain in the in the film you know it's not a great film, but as a uh, thing that you're going to watch on in the summer... Well, it sounds like a movie. It's, it's, it's it it movie. sounds like a movie, but I think... It doesn't have the soundtrack. I think
1: Superfly is just pure style.
0: See, that's the other thing. The style, because I, I will say that's the other thing about, about the remake. Because I went into the remake thinking that the remake was going to at least be Belly. Belly's not a good film, but Belly has style. Right, it has a visual, you know, a distinct visual image to it. Super the the remake of Superfly is a better movie, but it does not have a definitive style. It's prettier because right. it's twenty eighteen, which
1: means that more budget. Eighteen months from now, it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be the return. It's, it's going to be it. the return of Superfly from the eighties.
0: Right. See, but but I thought. You know, because I saw that before I rewatched
1: the Superfly, original, Right.
0: Saying, "Oh man, you know this doesn't have like a visual flair to it and everything like that." Because I thought I remembered that from the original. Right. And outside of the opening, like you said, mm-hmm. and uh, the priest's vehicle driving through the city, and even then, it's it looks cool, but there's nothing, you know. Earth-shattering about those visuals. 1972. They, okay, fair enough. And like I said, the, the idea that they're right there on the streets of New York filming it, mm-hmm. you know, so that's got got some some uh, uh, character to to that to that scenery. All right, I'll give you that. But outside of that, the rest of the film is really does not have any real style to
1: it. Well, you know, again, I think it's the 1972-ness and it's, it's. I mean, look
0: It's not the 1972-ness no. no, no, no. keep saying it's the 1972-ness, I am,
1: it's not The 1972-ness, he's very successful he has money, he has clothes, mm-hmm. he has sex with white women, right. which is transgressive 1972, and again, it's, it's the sweet, sweet back thing he gets away So in 2018, you know, all right, sure, fine. But in 1972, you completely see why this is a film that launched a million films in the next four years after this.
0: Oh, yes. And why people. And
1: why, again, if you haven't seen it. You think this is this, you know, again, this, oh, this iconic sort of uh, 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 example of black film and mm. black exploitation and this, that, and the other. No,
0: no. It, it launched all those films. Yeah. For two reasons. One, three reasons. One, because it does have a great title. That's the reason why it's iconic. It's super fly. That's right. A, that's a great title. Two, it does have a striking image of Ron O'Neill. Yes. You know, in the still pictures. Right. And everything like that. Three, it's because everyone that saw the film said, I can do better than this. And they went and tried to do better than that. Well, and you
1: left off the soundtrack. Like, I really do think the only reason that this film wasn't forgotten is because of the soundtrack.
0: Yes, but everybody had the soundtrack, and they were playing it on their record players. No, they no, weren't no.
1: Thinking about, it. they didn't care. They, they no, no. I, I don't think anyone quickly forgot about this as a soundtrack to the movie. No, now, no,
0: no, they quickly forgot about the movie.
1: Right? Oh, oh, no. You're absolutely right. To the point where I would, I would argue that the vast majority of the people who listen to the Superfly soundtrack, yeah, either a have not seen the movie in ten years, or haven't seen the movie. Right. They just know the soundtrack. And, to me, that's a testament to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you said, you know, Curtis Mayfield and I would argue, you know, I've said it before, my favorite black exploitation soundtrack is Claudine. Another Curtis Mayfield soundtrack. But I think this is his best one. This well, is very much his best soundtrack.
0: I think this is his best sound, this is his best soundtrack. However, like Claudine, I think both movies let the soundtrack down i I would agree with you in their use of it and because of that while i think this is his best soundtrack i don't rate this as like this wouldn't be to me one of the top five soundtracks because to me a soundtrack should also bring resonance of the film to you (laughs) that's fair and and i don't think i don't think that this one does yeah you know, so I, I will. I will never say anything against Curtis Mayfield. Period, and never against this soundtrack. But this film, nineteen seventy two Superfly, is really a bad film, and I maybe is one that you should see because of its 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 place in history. But honestly. If you haven't seen it, you're not missing anything. Enjoy the movie poster. Right. Stick up the movie poster on the wall. Put a picture of Ron O'Neill on your computer if you need to see a, a still image. Yeah. And then turn off the lights and listen to the soundtrack with some Colt 45.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even really want to talk about the movie. Like I was hoping we could just sit here and talk about the soundtrack. Like that's where I am with the movie. You know, this came out in 1972, which. For an album to succeed in 1972, this is, like, like I actually just wrote down, like, just the soul music that came out in 1970. Like, one year. This came out in July. Okay. So, smack dab in the middle of 72. 72, Aretha Franklin releases Young Gifted in Black mm. and Amazing Grace. Oh, she
0: released two albums?
1: Al Green releases Let's Stay Together. Stevie Wonder... Music of My Mind and Talking Book in seventy two. Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway's album is nineteen seventy two. Oh my God! The Meters' Cabbage Alley is nineteen seventy two. Funkadelic, America Eats Its Young, that's Bobby, Wom- Bobby Womack, Understanding, and the soundtrack to Across One Hundred and Tenth Street. Bill Withers' second album, Still Bill. Mm, that's that's James Brown. There it is. And get on the good foot. Both released in seventy two. Uh, Jimmy Cliff soundtrack to harder they come seventy two. Temptations All Directions came out in seventy two. That's Norman Whitfield. That's the album with Papa was a Rolling Stone. Okay. OJ's Backstabbers. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes their debut album. War the world is a ghetto. Mm. Marvin Gaye Trouble Man. Ohio pl- Players Pleasure. Mm. Staple Singers, Respect Yourself. Mm. Your girl, Gladys Knight, neither one of us. Wants to
0: be the first to say
1: goodbye. That's just the soul music. And you know what it was like? Like People weren't just buying black music. Like, I'm black and I'm buying black music. Elton John, Honky Chateau, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle, David Bowie, Rise of Ziggy Stardust, and the Doobie Brothers, Toulouse Street, which is the album with uh, Listen to the Music this is all 72 and we're still talking about this one album so yeah I think it elevates Superfly because it's one of the greatest albums ever made in the year where some of the greatest music ever made came out I'm sorry I'm, I'm still on Gladys you're still on Gladys yeah cause 72 is young Gladys too Yeah, yeah so that's when she had that big pompadour oh, she had that big pompadour <laughs> she was like leaned up Mm. Uh huh. She always wear them gowns with her arms out. Oh, so yes, sir. Seventy two Gladys Knight with nothing to play with. Uh, mm. Quietly, seventy two Aretha Franklin wanted nothing to play with. She, no, she wasn't. She had an afro, and that's when she was wearing like the African dresses. Yeah, that's true. Yes, sir. That's true. Young, gifted, and black Aretha Franklin. Man. It's wow. a good
0: year. Seventy two is a good year. That I mean, you could argue that may be like the greatest. Soul music that, gear of all time. Dude.
1: And that's just the big stuff I read. Dude. Like I ain't even talk about the jazz. So yeah, it's 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 not a good movie. I think as as a representation of black pop culture, it's it's important. I think if you haven't seen it, you should see it at least once so you can talk about it. Mm. And if you don't own the Superfly soundtrack you absolutely should
0: oh you're suspect yeah you're suspect buy the soundtrack yeah you know you know leave the cannolis (laughs) because you don't you don't need to see it yeah um uh,
1: but why can't I bring the cannolis I thought was oh yeah
0: bring the cannolis you're supposed to lead a gun yeah all right yeah well no we need the gun to shoot 1972 superfly (laughs)
1: So so, I guess we. I guess I shouldn't pick um, Superfly TNT for next week.
0: No, what Definitely. you should pick is t- 2018. I'm not watching no damn shit. I'm not sitting nowhere listening. It's to no not. Damn. It, it's not that bad. Is that what you're I gonna t- say? No. You know what I'm gonna tell you though. What you were just talking about that dirty water sudsy scene, mm-hmm. sex scene yeah. in, in 1972s. There's a shower scene in 2018s remake that just like that dirty water scene. Goes on a little bit too long. Yes. But is sexier.
1: Yes, than the one that's. With-
0: and I contend, as much as I like Curtis Mayfield, has a better song. Yeah. Has the best song of this movie. This movie is not not the soundtrack
1: that, that future. Oversaw the production of it. Yes, but yeah, no. Yes, but this song, no, this you don't. You haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. It is a sexy song. I'm gonna need Jesus, Sherman Helmsley, and Old Aunt Viv, and two other black people to tell me.
0: I'm not saying that
1: future oversaw a song better than Curtis Mayfield's Give Me Your Love. To me... I love you, Lynn.
0: No, 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 no. no. But
1: you're going to have to bring your people for me to believe this.
0: I'll say this. It may not be technically a better song, but if you put the two scenes with their accompanying music Side by side, it's a better scene. It's a better scene. It okay, will well, go along with that. The music works
1: with it. The music better. is used better with the scene. Yes. All right. All right. I mean, I'll believe. But I, w- I'll believe I say that.
0: That. I'll I'll believe that. I believe that. It's a, it's a sexy song. All right. It's a sexy song. I, and I, I actually think I might like it better than a Curtis Mayfield song. Oh, what? Well uh, but it's not knocking the Curtis Mayfield song. Oh, that's I ridiculous.
1: Just, I can't even talk to you anymore about Because that. I, I, I even,
0: may like a song better than Curtis Mayfield? A song that future had to do with yes. But what's that got to do with it? Everybody, every. Look, even a broke watch is right twice a day. That is one
1: of the silliest sayings <laughs> that people have ever used about true. anything.
0: But it's true. But it's true. Future can if future can do. He can, He did. If he did this track, and I don't know definitively that he did this one particular track, it's a good track. It might be a good track. I mean,
1: it's not better than Curtis Mayfield. Give me your love. You
0: don't know that.
1: I kind of do. No,
0: you don't.
1: I kind of do. You do
0: not. You do not. You, that's you're not being fair. You're not being a fair critic. You don't know it. You haven't heard it. You have not heard it,
1: Vince. So. If I told you that Medea goes to jail, mm-hmm. the play mm-hmm. is better than Fences. Mm-hmm. You the play, could fences the, play, the play. You couldn't definitively say because you didn't see the play. Medea goes to jail.
0: Did you? I couldn't definitively say. I could say that I doubt it.
1: Okay, then I doubt it. I'll just then I'll say I'll, I doubt it. Well, you're wrong. So what? <laughs> I'm really not. (laughs) Your hate for Superfly has driven you crazy. (laughs) I feel like we need to reboot you. On some damn Superfly with Trevor Jackson.
0: It's not bad. It makes more sense than this piece of crap. (laughs)
1: Right. I will say you just don't like this.
0: No, it makes more So you're going
1: champion Superfly. It
0: makes more sense. Well the story makes more sense. Right, okay. It actually is a linear story. It's a plot. It's a plot. It It is a plot. I see what's happening here.
1: Yes. So do you think people should go see the twenty eighteen Superfly? Is that what you're saying? Are you recommending that people go say, No, 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 don't move your head now No, uh-uh Don't move your head now, because I haven't seen it So I can't speak on it Therefore, you are the resident Michelle missionary in charge
0: I don't think That can speak on it I will speak on it I don't think, because it, it, it bombed in a, It bombed in the movie theaters um, And I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's something that you necessarily need to run to see it on a big screen. You know, when it comes to Netflix, you watch it on Netflix. Watch it on Netflix. A date night on or Netflix. On Amazon, something
1: like that. you and you and your. Yeah. You you would say two hours. Sit down. If you were there and watch Superfly Two, like I can pick anything I want off of Netflix, and I should pick this. Is this what you're telling me? Like I got three more
0: episodes of Dear White People. I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. Uh huh. If you are having a cookout at your house... Cookout at my house. You've got a, the con where you watch TV. You got a big screen set up... Uh-huh. ...outside, and you just want something background and people just, you know... Background
1: people. You so, like, people you've in invited
0: to the cookout...
1: <laughs> okay. Like, in my cookout, people drink. Yeah. It's, so, it's going to be drunk. It's perfect. It's, it's going to be
0: people it's, drinking. It's perfect for people to be drinking. I got
1: some mean drunks around me, though, And so they
0: can so. meanly watch... Superfly on a big screen.
1: Superfly on the big screen, and,
0: and, and yes, I Play think I, I think that would be a perfect scenario.
1: Scenario, so it's just the background,
0: and every once in a while you check it out because there's a couple of action scenes, that couple,
1: are a couple of couple of action that are kind of interesting, <laughs> They're
0: kind of you know halfway well done.
1: So you're recommending it?
0: <laughs> yeah, in that setting, yes, <laughs> yes, in that setting, yes, uh-huh. yes.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I am. Uh-huh. Believe me. Boy, you really don't like the <laughs> real Superfly.
0: I wouldn't say put that on at the cookout. I'd put on the remake before I put on you the original. Put, oh boy, <laughs> yes, I would. You would not be allowed yes. near
1: the screens at most cookouts.
0: No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I I guarantee. if we were- actually think this would be great as background. 1972s? Yeah, just as the background. No. Moving. No. First of all, nobody wants to see a big screen up with uh, Ron O'Neill and and some lady running around in some dirty dishwater. Okay, first so of all, nobody wants to see that.
1: You're not going to be calling Sheila Fraser some lady, but so much. Okay, I'm sorry. All right,
0: I don't kneel at the altar of Sheila. I'm Frazier, just saying she didn't do anything in this film either.
1: Uh, yeah, easy, so With Sheila, easy. What? She was easy, Sheila what? Frazier. easy. What? Like, got easy. What? We talk about Ron. about Ron Neal. All she you was was want. She was just as
0: stiff as him. But and it was just. And it was just and it was, she was just as unsexy as him rolling around in the Palm Olive.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> was a dirty tub. It was a dirty tough. I just thought in 1972 the bubble bath technology wasn't where it needed to be.
0: I thought they was in a basement.
1: I was like, ooh, it's hard being black in 1972. <laughs> you can't get a proper bubble bath. So, Superfly.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, before we announce now, what we're going to be watching, on the, brain. the next film on the Michelle Mission.
1: Laid like a super maggot. In
0: I invite you here. to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Michelle Mission. Email all your feedback. <laughs> michellemission at gmail.com you can find all of our shows available for your download stream and pleasure on michelmission.com as well as on the podglomerate podcast network of curated podcasts just for you and our show is available as a radio show on Saturdays at 1pm on WPPM, 106.5 FM, and now Mondays with show, yeah. at 9am on WKDU, 91.7 FM, here in Philadelphia. Okie dokie, I think that does it. Uh, Vince, I know next week... We are going to treat everyone to a long overdue binge lounge. Yes, sir. Which is where me and Vince just turn on the microphones and kind of just go at it for a little bit. Uh, talking about all this and that. Next week, we are going to be talking about Saturday morning cartoon conspiracy theories. Yes. That is going to be very interesting. Um, and it's not just Scooby-Doo. There's so much more. And that's coming your way next week on the Michelle Mission. And the week after that, it will be Vince's turn to present what film we will be watching and reviewing. And that film will be. It
1: has come up several times. Let's just go ahead and watch it. Let's, Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2. Not next time. I'm thinking our 500th show. The
0: 500th show. 500th show. we we'll book that. That'll be that, Lethal Weapon we can
1: probably get, try and get Danny Glover in here and maybe not Mel Gibson. Okay. But maybe Joe Pesci. Is Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon 2 or does he show up in Lethal Weapon 3? I believe he's in Lethal Weapon 2. I think he shows up. So we'll yes. get in Joe Pesci. Uh, no, let's watch Tangerine. Tangerine. Let's go ahead and watch Tangerine. I've heard good things about it. It came up on that list.
0: Like plucked from IndieWire's list of the top twenty five. Yeah, and,
1: and you know, and like I said when we talked about it, I feel like we've had conversations with people about Tangerine.
0: Okay. So And Tangerine, I believe, is available on Netflix. Yes. So people can check it out on Netflix.
1: You should probably I mean, we need to stop advertising for people who don't pay us. Okay. It's on some streaming systems
0: out there how you like that there you go
1: people do netflix send us a check I talk about netflix all day
0: until then
1: but until then it's on a streaming service near you near you near you
0: okie dokie ladies and gentlemen we gotta get out of here he's vince i'm len and in parting we say
1: we'll see you when it's time to meet again